0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Well, today we continue in our series called Building a Better Future. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares how we can build a foundation for a better future by following the examples of leaders in the Bible who followed God's calling to rebuild after a time of captivity. Well, you've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. But it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a great new resource called The Power of Gratitude. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Getting People to Work Together. Proverbs 22,
1: 9 says this, people who are generous
0: will themselves
1: be blessed. Did you know that God is keeping a list? God is keeping a list. And people who are generous will themselves be blessed. Let me ask you, do you want to leave a legacy that outlasts you? Well, here, it's real simple. No one is honored for being self-centered or stingy. Nobody's honored for that. They don't build statues to people who are self-centered or stingy. Legendary people are remembered for their serving and their giving. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give. You know, it's interesting as we read this chapter, 3000 years later, we're reading the names this weekend of people who served and sacrificed for God's project 3000 years ago. That's a legacy. Okay, these hard to pronounce names are people that actually lived and and we're still studying the sacrifice that they did when they put, volunteered to do God's project. You know the funny thing about those noblemen of Tekoa who refused to help and did nothing? I doubt any of them imagined that their selfishness would be revealed and discussed 3,000 years later or for 3,000 years. Now, Nehemiah models one more secret of getting people to work together, and I want you to write this down. Never stop saying thanks. Never stop saying thank you. Our staff has heard me say this many, many times, that the first duty of a leader is to clearly communicate your dream. But the second duty of a leader is to always say thank you, to say thank you. Live an attitude of gratitude. Live in the spirit of appreciation. Do you know that when you appreciate people, you actually raise their value? If you've ever bought a home in Southern California, you know the value of appreciation. It goes up in value. If you've ever bought a car, you know the value of the meaning of depreciation. It goes down in value. Do you realize that every time you appreciate people, you raise their value? When you appreciate your kids, you raise their value. When you appreciate your spouse, you raise their value. When you appreciate a coworker, you raise their value. In Ephesians 1 16, Paul says this, I never stop being grateful for you. As I mention you in all my prayers, that's a leader. Now, what does God want you to appreciate in, uh, in, in other people? Well, Nehemiah models it in this chapter and he gives us four things that we need to be more appreciative about in the people in our lives. Write these down, okay? First, the first thing to appreciate is this, recognize individuals by name. Recognize individuals by name. When you see something being done and you think that's a good thing, don't just say, I wanna thank everybody who helped. No, 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 be specific. I think it's amazing that Nehemiah, in this chapter, singles out 71 individuals. There's 71 Hebrew names in 32 verses. And he singles out 71 people for special appreciation. He doesn't only honor the people who are building the wall, he actually honors their parents. He said, and, I, and this guy built this part of the wall, his dad was so-and-so. And that guy built that part of the wall, and his dad was so-and-so. He's not just honoring people, he's honoring their parents. Parents love to be proud of their kids. Nehemiah knows that. So recognize individuals. Call them by name. The sweetest thing people like to hear is their own name." Don't just say, I want to thank all of you. Get specific, identify specific people in your life who make a difference. Number two, recognize not just specific individuals, but recognize specific work. Don't just say after a project, well, you all did a good job. Don't just say that at work or in your ministry or in your small group or or wherever. Don't just say you all did a good job, point out the details. Now, uh, there are many, many examples of this in Nehemiah chapter three. Let me just give you one, verse six. He talks about a group, he said, they laid the beams and they put the doors and the bolts and the bars in place. That's pretty specific. So don't just say, I'm proud of you. Say, I'm proud of you for doing this, 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 and this. Recognize specific individuals and recognize specific work. Number three, third thing to be appreciated of, recognize great attitude. When you see great attitude anywhere around you in a world that has bad attitude most of the time, you're you're going to excel in helping people become what God wants them to be. And you're gonna have more people helping you with the vision God gives you. Recognize great attitude. You know, in this chapter, Nehemiah singles out one man for his attitude, his enthusiasm, his passion. In verse 20, Nehemiah 3.20, it says this, Baruch, zealously repaired another section. Now, he doesn't say that about anybody else. He says, this guy repaired this and she repaired that and these daughters repaired that and they repaired that. But this one guy, Baruch, gets zealously repaired another section. It's a, he's doing it with enthusiasm. He's doing it with passion. You want to recognize great attitude. Who is it around you has a great attitude? And you just need to say, you know, I appreciate that. By the way, let me just give you a personal tip. If you want to get noticed where you work, here's what you do just do what everybody else does, but do it with more enthusiasm and more passion, and you'll get noticed. Okay? You just do what everybody else does, but do it with enthusiasm, with passion, with zeal. He's zealously repaired another section. Great attitude. And then, number four, recognize extra effort. When people go the second mile, when people do more than expected, you have people like this in your life. Recognize extra effort. In verse three, chapter three, verse four, and verse 21, there's one guy who gets mentioned twice. He gets mentioned twice in chapter three. His name was Mirmoth. I don't know what that name means, but Mirmoth was his name. Miramoth Repaired in verse 4 the section by the fish gate. By the way, that's where fishermen came in and sold their fish. It was the fish market there. It says, then in verse 21, he also repaired another section by the high priest's home. So he didn't just finish one section, he fin- finished two. He's going the second mile. You know, Dan Cathy is a friend of mine. He's the CEO of Chick fil A the company that his dad, Truett Cathy, started, founded. Uh, I have known the Cathy family for about 30 years as good friends. And I've helped them, I've been in their home. And uh, one of the Chick-fil-A's core values is called second mile service. And second mile service means you go beyond expectation. Okay? You, You just don't cook the meal for people. You take it to them. Uh, uh, you, you make sure they have extra cup to to get their drink, and on a, you go the second mile. And I saw this visually expressed by the CEO, when nobody else was watching. You know, when they opened the Chick Fil A in Foothill Ranch, uh, the night before any Chick Fil A opens, they have a party, and people actually come and spend the night, and they set up tents, and it's a big big deal. And so I went over the night before that Chick-fil-A opened to to the party to see Dan, my good friend. And so we're there and we shook hands with a lot of people and talked to a lot of people. And then we were hungry, but Chick-fil-A was not open yet. It wasn't going to open until the next morning. So you know what we did? We went next door to Taco Bell. (laughs) And our hands were dirty from hugging and shaking hands with all kinds of people. So before we ate, we first went into the Taco Bell restroom to wash our hands. And then I watched this happen. When we were finished washing our hands, I watched Dan uh, Kathy, the CEO of Chick-fil-A take extra paper towels and clean the messy sink area and made it spotless. And I'm watching, nobody else is seeing this. And he said, we teach our people to always leave every place a little bit better than you found it. That's called going the second mile. And I thought to myself, little does the Taco Bell staff know that right now in their bathroom, the CEO of their competitor is cleaning their restroom. That's second mile service. Okay. And you need to, so when you see that, you reward it. You know, a few weeks ago, I found this card and I actually uh, gave one of them to. Uh, somebody in my small group, and it says this, some people just go the extra mile, and I open it up, it says, thank you for being one of them. And I gave this to to a guy in my small group, because he is a second mile person. Now, here's your homework. I, I want you to write a note of appreciation every day this week, using these four factors of appreciation. Okay. Never stop saying thank you, okay? And then either recognize individuals by name, call them, write them, email them, text them, send them a card, uh, recognize specific work that they've done, be specific, just don't say you're a good person, tell them something that they did that was good, recognize great attitude, and recognize extra effort. I want you to work on that this week. You know what? God will bless you for doing that. Now, let me wrap this up. This chapter talks about three kinds of work. Three kinds of work are mentioned in Nehemiah 3. No work, some work, and enthusiastic work. No work, some work, and enthusiastic work. I want to ask you two questions. I want you to think about these. First, God notices all three kinds of work. No work, some work, enthusiastic work. Let me end with these two questions. Which phrase describes your involvement in God's work? Let's just get right down to it right now. Which describes, phrase describes your involvement in God's work? No work, some work, or enthusiastic work? And let me ask you another one, another question. Which section of the wall are you building at Saddleback? Which section of the wall are you building in your home church in your family? Now, literally God hasn't asked you to build a wall. But he does expect you to be involved in his work on earth. You know, a lot of the work that you and I do throughout our lives really pretty pointless. A lot of work on earth is really useless in the long haul. A lot of work that people do is really worthless in light of eternity. But God's word promises this in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Brothers and sisters, always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Always give yourself fully. That means zealously, enthusiastically, passionately. Give yourself completely to the work of the Lord because you know that your work for the Lord is never wasted. That makes working for God different than every other kind of work. It's never wasted. You say, well, nobody even sees what I'm doing. Doesn't matter. Others may not see what you're doing, but God does. I hope you'll take these six principles on how to get people to work together. What our world needs today is people who do the exact opposite culture. Right now, people work against each other. Bridge builders. People who create harmony, people who teach others how to work together, they are rare. And the Bible says that if you do that, it brings glory to God. What honors God the most is when we work together, standing shoulder to shoulder, and we get along, it's our greatest witness to the world. Let me lead you in prayer, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you that your word is practical, that even in a list of names of people who built the wall 3,000 years ago, we can learn principles of how to be better people, how to influence others, how to lead, how to reach goals and tasks by developing them into smaller goals and and breaking them down into, into chunks. And I, I pray that we'll apply these These principles in our homes, in our schools, in our work, in our lives, in our ministries, in our church family. Help us to not think that we are invincible, that we can do everything by ourselves. Help us to realize that we need each other. And to practice these principles, building a team spirit, and working together, knowing that what we do is never in vain. If you never open your life to Christ, I always like to give you an opportunity to do that. You can say, Jesus Christ, I want to know you. I want to open my life up to you. Just say that. Jesus Christ, I want to know you. I want to open my life to you. As much as I know how, I ask you to fill me with your love and your purpose. I want to learn to trust you and follow you the rest of my life. In your name I pray, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you.
0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's Pastor Rick with two R's in the middle.com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, Did you know experts have discovered that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion? It makes you more resistant to stress and increases your overall happiness and satisfaction. You've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. In fact, the Bible tells us rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. It's clear that God wants us to develop the attitude of gratitude. That's why Pastor Rick developed a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. This innovative Bible study is filled with scripture, teaching, exercises, quotes, prayers, and journal pages. And as you go through the study, you'll discover many and often unique things you have to be grateful for every day. You'll develop a lifelong habit of expressing gratitude to God, a habit that leads to true happiness and satisfaction. We'll send you Pastor Rick's Power of Gratitude Bible Study when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take God's Word to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com, or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. I want to take a minute and tell you how important your support is to Daily Hope.
1: Your generosity, when you give to Daily Hope, you're helping us take the message of Jesus Christ literally all around the world in the many places where there aren't missionaries or churches. Uh, these are called unreached tribes. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with the refugee crisis around the world. Literally, millions of people have been displaced from their homes, particularly in the Middle East and in North Africa, because of civil wars and violence. One of those places is South Sudan, where over 200,000 people are living in refugee camps. Now, when people are under tension and in transition, they are more open to the gospel than at any other time. These people who are living in refugee camps right now need the hope of Jesus Christ and the gospel. Now, when you help Daily Hope Radio and Daily Hope Broadcast, we're not only broadcasting across America, but in places like South Sudan, where the station airs our program three times a day. And we're told that many, many people are coming to Christ in this war zone as they listen to these Daily Hope broadcasts. So thanks. Thanks to you. Now, let me just read you one testimony that we've uh, received. Here's a note from a woman who's living in a refugee camp there in South Sudan. She said, "Uh, my name is Joyce, and I'm from the central equatorial state in South Sudan. I lost all five of my children and my beloved husband. This is in the civil war that was going on there, as well as our family possessions during the recent fighting in the capital uh, of Juba. She said, I had planned to commit suicide. There's somebody who needs hope. When I listened to Rick Warren's broadcast, the one called When You Feel Like Giving Up, I got inspired, and I dropped the idea of taking my life that very night. And I'll continue to pray God to bless this great preacher, and thank you for giving me hope. Joyce, we're happy to do that. And I wanna say it's because of the listeners who are giving faithfully every month to Daily Hope. Do You realize that when you give to Daily Hope, you're helping reach people like Joyce. She was gonna commit suicide in a refugee camp. Now isn't God amazing how when you just give what you can give, God takes it and he multiplies it and he, we reach out to people that none of us could reach on our own. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray for Joyce And today, I want you to pray for all of the people who are in refugee camps and pray that we'll be able to continue to broadcast on these stations, taking the good news of Jesus Christ and hope to people who need it the most desperately. It's your sacrificial giving. It's your prayer support that makes this possible. So
0: thank you for whatever you can do. And God bless you, my friends. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.